Wake up, Des Moines. It's time to kickstart the weekend with Saturday morning pregame. 1460 AM and 106.3 FM. This is KXNO. Happy Saturday, hour two, Saturday morning pregame show. Wake Justin. up, Des Moines. Yeah, wake up, Des Moines. <laughs> Sup, Des Moines. Justin Miller, Paul from Iowa, Tyler Allen producing. Great having you. That was a good. That was a fun first hour. It's uh, always it's always fun, man. We've you know we've had a lot of on air time together, you and me, Justin. Yes. But we've also had a lot of off air time together, and I always love our sports conversations. They go everywhere, and it's and it's all it, directions. But but <laughs> but it's a good insight, man. It's it's really fun, and and I hope everybody else is. We just got a we just got a shout out from. Rev Green, yep, listening. Love Thank the show. you, Rev. Green. Love you, Rev. <laughs> always, always so positive. Your well, calls are always welcome. Wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> Love that guy. Should we uh, re- reveal to the audience what we found out from last hour about the G logo? Yes. Well, we got. We have Alex. Alex is nine twenty. So we'll have right. Alex Cohen nine twenty. The yep. Iowa Cubs. Iowa Cubs on a nice little winning streak. Alan Lazard throughout the first pitch. So and that we're talking about Alan Lazard. And we brought up the Urbandale Jayhawks, and that kind of got us on a <laughs> rabbit hole. And I was telling Paul, we should call there, AD. We should call AD. He's he's the Urbandale authority. Well, we should call his wife. True, Judy. Okay, shout out to Judy Downs. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I was telling Paul off air. It's so fun doing these summer shows because yeah, we have NBA playoffs, and we will get more in depth with that here in a oh, little bit yeah. because Paul Paul has some takes. He's I have wearing some a takes. Tatum jersey. I, I also Yeah, I'm in here in a Tatum jersey. Come at me. Top five player in the league. I got stats. I'll give you later. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> but we also have some summer baseball betting trends I'm really excited to talk about yeah. later too. But sometimes with these shows, you can just, whatever comes to mind, we just roll with it. And we got talking about how high schools can kind of copy logos, where's the fine line? And we brought up, you have Georgia and the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. Who did it first? Who got the rights? Is it stealing? And Tyler did some great producing mm-hmm. and got us the answer. Johnny on the spot. He was yep. ready to go. Yeah, I, I used the old uh, Google interweb machine, and I came up with uh, 1961, a equipment manager under Vince Lombardi came up with the original G logo. Go pack go. Yep. Green and, and yellow, baby. If you Google it, they actually have the two logos side side by side, and you can tell there is slight dimension. There are slight dimension differences in the G uh, in the Georgia, and then the G in the Green Bay. But they did still have to ask permission from Green Bay, um, and they granted it. I'm I'm willing to bet that. Uh, Green Bay is smart, and they're like probably grant it more often than not. That's true. Because why not? It builds your brand. And it is true. It, in comparative to like Sadell using the Philadelphia Eagle head, which is kind of yeah, egregious. right. That's a little that yeah. one's like yeah. oh, that's that another Ricky Bobby's dad. Yeah, that that's egregious. Uh, but yeah, the Packers probably just loan it out because it is just. It's a letter. It's, it's it, a smart it a idea. Yeah. yeah. When you see that G, the first thing I think is not Georgia. And maybe that's because my team is in the NFC North, or I'm an NFL well, that's fan. That's just our region of the country. Right, you know? but yeah. I still think... You've had I mean, nightmares of that G as a Vikings of, fan. Well, Green Bay is more of a national brand than you would think. I think, yeah. I think more people think Green Bay when they see that G than Georgia. You know what I love about Green Bay as a national brand? I was in, I was in Phoenix this spring visiting my grandpa, walked into a finish line at a mall, and on the clearance rack they had this gorgeous Packers polo, Nike polo, for like 18 bucks. Grabbed it. I've worn it to work here. 
And that's what you get when you're a national brand is you can go halfway across the country and find your team stuff in a national shop. Man, for clearance too. Being a Seahawks, because yeah, nobody there got it, but they <laughs> yeah, have to get it for real. their inventory. Yeah, they have to get rid of it. Yeah, man. As a Seahawks fan, you go to a Shields in Iowa. It's like neon, gross green. Yeah, it's you all only, beat up. You only like, get the Ugh. neon stuff because they're like, oh, that's what's popping. People like that. And yeah, you don't like, want that. You get like little bobbleheads. That's all we get as Seahawks fans. You know here. what they should do? Honestly, rebranding with with Russell gone now. Go back to the color to the colors. Take it back to Sean. Alexander, yeah, just like get the get the get these uh, the, the shiny the teal, silver the helmets, yes, and yes. the the weird blue teal, yeah, those yeah, yeah. Rick, helmets. Take it back to Rick Meyer times. <laughs> Rick, I think my dad has a Rick Meyer jersey. Oh, man, <laughs> that makes me feel old that I'm as old as your dad because <laughs> that means you know what I mean. Because you're you're an adult now doing things, you're and that an means adult. yeah. If I had a kid, you'd be yeah. It makes me feel old. Tyler, I, yeah, we've we've kind of established this. <laughs> but hey, now in the first What's hour, and, it's it's Saturday morning, and within an hour and fifteen minutes of your local sports talk show, you have got a civics PSA and a, <laughs> and a the more you know, the more you know. I love it, and and now you know who to bet on for your, the Preakness. Like you probably didn't even know the Preakness was happening until you listened to this show. <laughs> <laughs> We're just we yeah should have got Emery for that. <laughs> you know that, Skippy Longstock. I say we call one. WHO right now and see if we can get him on the horn. <laughs> let's call let's call this the we'll, station we'll, down the hall. We'll have our show call his show and just like stand off to see who goes on air with the other. The ultimate crossover. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But we do have, you know, we're going to talk Iowa Cubs later. Let's talk a little big Cubs for a second here, Justin. We got gambling going on today. It's going to yep. be a great day for afternoon baseball. I took the Diamondbacks uh, to win earlier this week. Got some money off of the Cubs losing. How are you feeling about your Cubbies right now? I mean, they're it, as a fan, of course, you always go into every season like, we should win. We should compete. No, after- no. I thought we we're talking about the MLB, <laughs> dude. I, I honestly, I'm sorry to hijack this again, real quick, but I, I am an MLB hater, and I catch so much flack for that around around living here. But I, I am an MLB hater from the standpoint that it's a backwards league that tries to force their own way of things instead of adapting to how things need to be run. I, I just, I'm not a fan of how the MLB does things at all. <laughs> No, I'm I'm a huge I love baseball, but you're completely right. The MLB is the worst run There's, organization. There are in four all teams with player rosters making less money than Max Scherzer. That's why I have a problem with MLB. There are four teams in the league that are that their entire roster is making less money than one pitcher in New York City. That's not parody, and I don't understand how the players union is not suing them over this. How is this not like these guys are tanking. These guys are just for profit. They're not being competitive, and it's obvious. How is there not a lawsuit from the Players Association to the league about this? That's that's just my biggest thing with MLB. Besides the blackouts and their social yeah, their social media replay rules are the stupidest thing in yeah. all of sports. It's yeah. stupid. Unbelievable. It's, it's just the blackout. I'm so things. sorry. It's boomer to the extreme. I'm sorry. It, to it is. That yeah. As uh, somebody who gets called boomer a lot when I'm trying to work the uh, computer, um, I, I can attest to that. No, but the the, the major leagues, I mean, w- what kind of a league wants to make it harder for people to watch your product? What yep. stupid 
stupidity well, it was is that? Their heyday was the 90s. And in the 90s, you had to go to MLB to get what you wanted. If you were a media company, if you were a person, if you were a fan, you know, you had to go to the MLB or to the teams. And we are in such a different era of technology and available information. They're stuck in the past. That they are still being like, nope, you have to come to us. Like, what? Like, do you, do you see how many NBA replays or on Twitter every yeah. night. How about the hilarious, like, edited graphics of NBA replays where Larry Nance dunks over somebody and then turns into Patrick Starr and stuff. Those, yeah. those are where DeMarcus Cousins dunks on somebody and he goes down into a grave or jaw yep. crosses somebody over and he goes through a, like, portal hole. Those are hilarious. And we will never get those with MLB because no. of their league rules. Yeah, and, and, and I worked for the Rockies uh, TV station for a long time back in Denver, and one of the things, doing the pregame and postgame shows, it was pretty rigidly, uh, you know, we, we, we had things we could talk about, and there was things we couldn't talk about, and that was when Barry Bonds was still playing. Uh, I think maybe he had retired a year or two before, so there were certain topics we couldn't even cover, whether it was in the news or not, on that's pre- or post-game shows, and it was like, well, that's kind of kind of stupid because that we're, we we, we want to talk about the, the product that was from the yeah league. we we just knew that there were certain areas we weren't supposed to go if we wanted to keep and also it was all on cable it was all on fox Sportsnet, right. which you know hey put it on you know the, the local cbs affiliate so that people in denver can watch their baseball team i mean that's you got to get a cable subscription to watch baseball. Yeah. The Rockies are not good enough to get a cable subscription to watch exactly. baseball. Exactly. Yeah. So that's another problem. That I mean, I, I asked you about the Cubs, and we end up just rolling into just smashing but, MLB. I mean, oh, yeah. the Cubs, Cubs fans right now. If you don't have Marquee Network, you're screwed. Exactly. I think you can watch them. They play twice this year. I think on Sunday night baseball. Let's be real. You're going to be WGN to me all the time, forever. Okay, it's WGN. Yeah, right? I, Marquee. You can dress it up all you want, but you're still WGN. Okay. All I, right. I miss the WGN days. Lane Casper as the play-by-play announcer. I think that's a that's a conspiracy theory for me. So he <laughs> he used to be with the Cubs. Marquee joins. He. I think is a play-by-play announcer with them for one, two years. Then he leaves and goes to the Chicago White Sox. It's like a dagger in the heart of every Cubs fan. But I wonder if Marquee Network and him had like a, a split. But that was that was totally off topic. Could be. Could be. But uh, no, every Cubs fan right now, you get if you don't have Apple TV, you can't watch them on the Friday night. That's games. a good point because I think the Apple TV deal is a good step forward. It is for MLB, but. What is, I mean, you brought it up in a great point. You know, there is, yes, there's Marquee. Mm-hmm. There's these networks for specific teams in cities. But then there's also this huge Bally deal. That yeah. I think that's actually worse. I think the Bally deal is worse for MLB than the blackouts locally. Because you are forcing every game to be regionalized cable. By the ballot yeah. deal. Every game is regionalized cable. Unless you have like the, the direct TV MLB package where mm-hmm. you can get every Bally channel, which is what I have where I bartend. It's pretty nice. You can just run through it. It's like 100 channels. But if you don't have that deal, we are in an age of cord cutting and streaming and, and convenient accessibility. While MLB is making it harder for you to get their product, they are making, they're making it. You have to have cable. Yep. You have to have cable. Uh, you know, even down to the Sunday night game. What is the Sunday night game? It's on cable. I don't have cable at home. I have rabbit yeah. ears. I can watch every football game I want besides basically Monday night. When the Packers play on Monday night, I go to a bar. 
Yeah. You know? And well, I, I have rabbit ears. I will watch the Celtics game on ABC, on my TV tonight. I don't need cable for these things. And the fact that ML, I might watch three baseball games. It up, I might watch a part of three baseball games just when one is on Fox in the afternoons this summer yeah. and fall. Because that's the only baseball I'm going to get. And that's and it makes me horrible. not it makes me not care. Yeah, and if you're a just a a casual fan, you're you're just not caring. It's, and then the the Valley summer, deal needs to be a Fox deal. Yeah, you know it's the same True. thing with like uh you know I got the Disney bundle, so I got Hulu and ESPN Plus. I got everything from ESPN Plus that's recorded and whatnot. Right. But if I want to watch live ESPN, it asks me for my cable provider. Right. ESPN, wake up. Okay, I have uh, yeah, I have national broadcast. I have Paramount Plus and Paramount Plus is CBS. Basically, I can watch live CBS programming local without having a cable provider. Seriously, ESPN and Major League, wake up! I mean, you guys are stuck in the past, and, and nobody has a cable provider. You know, <laughs> I mean, I, I went to the NFL Network <laughs> channel on my streaming to watch the draft. They had it all live. Yeah. No cable provider needed. ESPN, wake up! Right. Right, that that's a good point, and it's just it shows that they're they don't they, I don't I don't know even I don't know. I just don't think what they care the about the fans. Well, like no, they really oh, no. just don't it, care. They think that they're immortal. About, as far as yeah. they think they're always going to be America's pastime, and they have no clue, even though the evidence is all around them, that it's not. It's NFL now. Baseball, honestly, out of the four major, out of four out of like the top ten professional sports league in America, men's, women's, motorsports, everything. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that we can say with with confidence MLB's probably the only one in a decline of viewership. Bottom yeah. 5 for sure. Every other league is going up. The women's soccer league is is expanding and major league can't get people to watch. I have a statistic and this is very old. I've used this statistic for 10 years. It's probably not true anymore. But the average age of a person that watched a nationally broadcast major league game was over 55. That, that sounds exactly that right to sounds me. Sounds true. That's like a 10-year-old stat it's from It's an old man's game. But it, it they're over 55 and a 3-hour baseball game and this was probably the same SI article I read when I was in high school. <laughs> but the the 3-hour nationally not national for this one. Any 3-hour baseball game has an average of 15 minutes with a person on base. That's why I watch college softball. College softball is awesome. Oh, it's lit, way. dude. Or, or how about the uh, Iowa Hawkeyes dropping thirty? Yeah, uh, yeah against uh, you know being okay. down thirteen to two. It's like and an Iowa State yeah. basketball score. Yeah, almost. we need to. <laughs> I, I did want to mention that because that was a really interesting. Yes. They were down thirteen to two and scored thirty in the last five innings. That's why we like college basketball or college baseball because yes. there's so much more action. It keeps me engaged. They can use aluminum bats in college bas- baseball too, can't they? Yeah. And not in major leagues. You know what, major leagues? Aluminum bats. Wake up, major leagues. Wake up. Until until one guy just loses an eye on the pitching mound, (laughs) and it's like, okay, we're going back. (laughs) (laughs) No, that was wild. I saw that. Watch one of those go into the crowd. Yikes. Well, that's why they have the netting Mm -hmm. on all the the first. Which protects every single person in the stadium, right? Yes. (laughs) All right. But uh, I'm, I'm actually speaking of baseball stadiums. I'm going to be going to Bush Bush Stadium for the first time this year oh, to really? see the, 
the Cubs and Cardinals. I'm doing Wrigley Field of uh, the first time for me in September. Uh, Rockies Cubs. I'm going to that. Kaufman in two weeks. Yes. Is that your first time? <laughs> this is awesome. We're all doing really cool like baseball. We just spent ten That's minutes awesome. bashing baseball. And, and, they're, right. like, and they're like, I'm "Hey, I'm going. We're, we're all going to games this year." Uh, no, it's uh, my brother-in-law is a huge Kansas City sports fan. He lives in Kansas City, and uh, they're throwing a baby shower, so all the guys are going out to a Royals game. Nice. Um, they have Sporting KC season tickets, and he says that's the most fun thing to go to. Kaufman. Cool. Beautiful. I really? love uh, Yeah, I've seen it on, yeah. Uh, I'm, 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 I can just wear blue, right? Like, yeah. It's just blue and, and more blue. See, the best part about seeing Rockies or, Cubs in Chicago in September and having my Rockies gear on, we've been, both teams have been mathematically eliminated since June, so nobody's <laughs> going to care. No Chicago guy is going to be like, hey, they're going to be like, hey, you want a beer and... Like well, that. Chicago, we're the friendly confines. We're never mean. What are you talking? Oh my about? gosh! We're the nicest. What are you talking? Nicest Have you ever been fans. to Wrigleyville? I love Wrigleyville. But you are wearing gear. the right colors. Right? Like, <laughs> See, I was just gonna say yeah. there, there are stadiums and there are places where I would not want to go wearing my team's colors. That includes I will never go to a Seahawks game in Iowa City. This is not an environment I want to put myself in. <laughs> yeah. No, you I know, wouldn't either. Yeah, see, I still remember. I grew up in Iowa City. I, we rarely saw a lot of... I see a lot more up here, which I think is better. Uh, obviously, growing up in Iowa City, you didn't see any Cardinals right. or any Cardinal you don't see gold. Any Cardinal. I still remember, I think it was the 2013 Cyhawk game when Iowa State just got like plummeted 40 to three or whatever and my mom's boss got put up on tv and he's all decked out in cyclones gear surrounded by black and yellow and he's like we're still in it we're s- it's a minute left <laughs> that's a fan and I, and it's just that's like, a fan right there it's just like man dude, Ain't get out of that there lady but it's like get out of there you're gonna yeah, get no, it it is worth the heckling as i was at it probably was like 2012 i was in arrowhead in my Packers gear, Packer game in Arrowhead the year after they won the Super Bowl, so it would have been fall of 2011. That was not fun. Really? Chiefs, yeah, Arrowhead and Chiefs fans. AFC West fans are loud. brutal. I be, I went to a Denver Broncos game, and yeah, it was... it was. And that was when the Chiefs yikes. were bad. Pretty sure they yeah, might the still have Trent Green. The Broncos, <laughs> just to give you an idea of how the Broncos were doing at this point, at halftime, Kyle Orton came in. Yo, uh, Southeast Polk, let's go. And yeah, uh, and uh, the the whole the whole crowd cheered. No, he, he great, but not a great NFL. That's but we got to rep him. Yeah, black Central and yellow, Iowa. nice black guy, and yellow, super nice guy. Yellow, yeah. <laughs> but that's how bad they were. That everybody's like, yes. No, I'm, baseball. It's, it's worth it to leave early and get a little heckling, than have to run out with everybody and get it the entire way out. True, you know, you'll just yeah. leave a little early. <laughs> but I don't know. You'll enjoy Wrigley. Wrigley's great. My Cubs may not be great. Is but it we'll really get... bad to like get go to the? I've heard that the bathroom situation in Wrigley is just ridiculous. The bathroom. Okay, real quick. Music's on, dude. The music's so I should on. Camelback with me. It's it's like one of those troughs. Like it's awkward. Well, well I, I love that's those. That's fine. Yeah. Like you the Romans. Would. Like the Romans, bro. You would He's out here. Gross. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> but we'll talk some more. Uh, big Cubs. Iowa Cubs. With Alex Cohen here at 920 on Saturday morning pregame on 106.3 KXNO. It's time to kickstart the weekend with Saturday morning pregame on 1460 AM and 106.3 FM. This is KXNO. I like it. Tyler always plays like the random songs. Oh, he comes, he comes in with headbangers. You know? uh, I, I love that Tyler has this this great musical accoutrement. 
It, he just, it's, it's all in his head. I trust words I can't spell, Paul. <laughs> That's why I use them. Don't trust me. <laughs> but, uh, no, welcome to the second hour of Saturday morning pregame. Justin Miller, Paul from Iowa, Tyler Allen, and we got Alex Cohen of the Iowa Cubs on the line to kind of give us a rundown. Last night was a big night for the Cubbies. They're on a nice little win streak. How's it going, Alex? It's going great, Justin. The uh, Cubs have won nine out of the last 11 games. They've won three straight. And, you know, we had the biggest crowd at Principal Park uh, all year. We had over 8,000 fans last night. Uh, I Cubs were down 3-1. to one. They scored six unanswered runs, and they went on to win 7-3. to three. Yeah, you had a big crowd last night. Alan Lazard throwing the first pitch. Did you get to talk to Al- uh, Alan at all? I did. Alan came on for the top of the fourth inning, and, uh, yeah, we chat, chatted about you know, Urbandale, some football, what he does off the field, and you know, him just getting ready for 2022. So, so far on the season, was that one of the most memorable Friday night games? Because Friday night games are always awesome. With the fireworks, crowds are always into it, but the weather was nice. Mm. Uh, this week has just been perfect for Iowa Cubs baseball. Today's a little colder, but still a good day. Yeah, I mean, any time that you could get 8,000 fans at Principal Park, uh, there's no atmosphere quite like it. And I'm not just saying that. That's not hyperbole. Uh, and I might be a little bit biased, but I really do think a Friday night, good weather, Principal Park, you get you know, 8,000 fans in there, and there's it's the best atmosphere in minor league baseball. And Alex, uh, Iowa Cubs fans are really excited, Cubs fans in general, because David Bodie is back in uniform. I got to see him play on Thursday. How has he looked in his first two games as an Iowa Cubby. Yeah, David looked good. I mean, he was somebody who had uh, off-season surgery, just working his way back. And, you know, you, you saw when he was taking batting practice that first day, it was just a contagious smile on his face. He was so happy to be back and playing. And in his first at-bat, he ripped a double to left center, uh, so he didn't waste any time. Uh, David yesterday was 0 for 2. He reached on an air, brought in a run. Um, and he just looks like the David Bodie of old. You know, I think that he'll also take some time be here because you know he hasn't played a competitive baseball game in almost eight months. So um, I, I think it's going to be a gradual process for him. But I think the early returns they're they're pretty good. So the Iowa Cubs are home again tonight at Principal Park, going up against the Columbus Clippers, which the Clippers are second in their division right now. And you have Tanner Tooley or Tully. The left-handed pitcher pitching for them today. What can you kind of give us a rundown of the Clippers tonight? Who we should be looking out for? Well, I mean, I, I think the Clippers have a really good back end of the bullpen. Um, they've had a lot of roster moves up with the Cleveland Guardians because uh, the Guardians have had some health issues. So it's a much different team than they've had pretty much all season. You know, one guy who has really stuck out to me is Will Benson, the you know, former first-round draft pick for the Guardians. Um, he's a guy, he's 6'5", 230 pounds. He looks like a small forward, uh, but he can play all three outfield positions. He can hit at the top of the order. He can still bases. He can hit for power. Um, he's somebody who's already hit for a home run this season. Yeah, hit it over the right field wall, Principal Park. Nearly went into the river. I mean, he crushed it. So um, he's a player that's really impressed me over the last couple of days. So I think, you know, people should watch out for it. Alex, what I think is pretty cool, tonight is family carnival night. What's going on with that? Family carnival night. It's just all the all the fun type of carnival games that you can, you know, let, let's say you walk into Principal Park, and before that you head out onto the field, you look in the concourse, and there'll just be, you know, carnival games and, 
you know, all the, the carnival type of atmosphere that, that, that you would get. And we have some events like that, you know, throughout the year, but just trying to mix and match some of our favorite summer activities with baseball and bring elements of that. You know, we'll have some elements of the state fair later in the summer. Uh, but, but, but just bring a fan friendly atmosphere to add on to just the baseball. So go in the concourse, enjoy the carnival games and enjoy the carnival atmosphere. Is there a carnival game that you like are the best at? Ski ball? What, what's your go-to? I, mean, I, I, I love ski ball. Um, yeah, I'm a big like Papa shot. You know, whenever you would, uh, you know, shoot the basketball and then, you know, win a prize, you know, it looks like the, uh, the hoops like, you know, 20 feet away and it's small rim, but you know, I always like trying to, to win my, my fiance and my dog, a, a prize. Uh, yeah, the, the prize for the dog would probably last 10 minutes because he'd rip it up. <laughs> and today, it's also, it's pregame catch day. You know, we can, oh, just, yeah. we can go out there yeah. and we'll just throw the, throw the ball around, pl- have a catch, have a catch. We'll have a yeah. catch. That's right. Yeah. Uh, first pitch is at 608 gates open at 508. And yeah, that means fans can come for the first 15 minutes after gates open and, and air it out a little bit. If you want to, you know, throw from right field to left field and blow out your UCL, by all means, come do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're talking to Alex Cohen, play-by-play voice of the Iowa Cubs on Saturday morning pregame. Uh, Brennan Davis, he's the Cubs' top prospect for the Iowa or for Chicago Cubs, playing right now for Iowa, and I, he's been inactive. Is there any signs as to when he'll be back? Yeah, I mean, Brennan has a lower back injury. Um, he was somebody who tried to fight through it, you know, during spring training, beginning of the year. He just wanted to play. Um, that's apparently what manager Marty Peavy said. And, you know, now they're trying to nip that in the bud. I mean, it's May, so he's back in Arizona. He's trying to work out, get back in shape, and, you know, better have an injury like this in May than in July. And I think that he'll just try to get back ready. And, you know, uh, general manager for the Chicago Cubs, Carter Hawkins, was talking about it. And, um, you know, he came to Principal Park. We had a press conference with him, and he said that, you know, it's not a long-term injury for Brendan, but they want to make sure that, that he's ready to go for the rest of the season. And, you know, Brendan hasn't played more than 100 games in a year. So if you can, you know, get him back in, in four or five weeks and he can play the rest of the season, that'll put him right around 100 games. So yeah, I, I think that Brendan is, is gradually trending in the right direction, and, and hopefully he'll be back soon. So let's transition real quickly to the Chicago Cubs. You were on Marquee Network, you TV star. And uh, what were some things you're noticing with the big club? Anything Iowa can help them out with or anything you're noticing? Well, first of all, star is a very loose term. Uh, well, you're on that home, I, I, home decor show, too. Come on, yeah, TV yeah, star. Yeah, yeah. yeah, house hunters. But um, I, I think that, you know, the Cubs right now, they were dealing with some injury issues. I mean, they had, what, like 14 guys who were on the 26-man roster on the injured list. And, you know, slowly but surely they're getting better. Marcus Stroman just got activated. David Robertson just got activated, uh, making their major league rehabs here. Clint Frazier and David Bodie. I mean, once they come back, those are two pretty powerful right-handed bats that can help them. So I think it's just getting healthy. And I think it's just getting guys like, like Bodie and Frazier back in the lineup. Uh, you know, Ethan Roberts is on the injured list. Michael Hermosillo is on the injured list. Michael Rucker is on the injured list. So getting them healthy and back and making sure that the 26-man roster that they had is a 26-man roster that they're going to get uh, going into the end of the season. So I think it's just getting healthy. And I'm seeing on, like, Cubs Twitter, the Cubs Bleacher Report, 
that when Bodie comes back, it's kind of mixed emotion. Some say he'll get his second base job, no worries. Some say he's going to have to really fight for it with Madrigal and all the other players there in Chicago. What's your kind of feelings? I know he's still in rehab and we're kind of going into the future here, but do you think he will have to really, really fight for a position or is he in good sitting? Well, I, I think that David is lucky and fortunate and, you know, somebody who's really worked hard to be versatile. I mean, he's somebody who could play third, he could play second, he can even play outfield in the pinch. So I, I think that Davey will get it, David will get his ABs up in the big leagues, whether it's at third, spelling Patrick Wisdom, whether it's at second, rotating with uh, Nick Madrigal and company, whether it's DHing and then, you know, playing a corner outfield position every now and then. So. Do I think that he'll start regularly at second base? No, because I do think that that's a position of depth right now for the Cubs. You know, middle infield, getting McMaxwell back, Nico Horner getting back, coming back from a sprained ankle. I mean, the middle of the infield right now with Andrelton Simmons uh, just coming back, he rehabbed with the I-Cubs now up in the big leagues. That's a position of depth for the Cubs. So um, I-, I do think that David will get semi-regular at bats up in the big leagues, but they might just have to be creative. And with all the injuries the Chicago Cubs are faced with right now, one player from Iowa that I could easily see get bumped up is Robel Garcia. He's been on fire, and he's hitting. I mean, has that one ball from Thursday even landed yet? Yeah, landed. Uh, you didn't see it. Landed to hit your car. You oh, your window. I yeah, thought that I was just Bell, Paul trying Bell to practice paid. for today's throw around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you, you have the ball. I asked Robel if he paid for a windshield. He said he'd get back to me. So. Okay. <laughs> uh, but but Robel, I've never really seen a stretch from any minor league player since I've been doing this from what Robel Garcia is doing right now. That That's nine home runs in his last 11 games, and he nearly hit one out last night. I uh, get it to the warning track in right field, and it's getting to the point where wherever Robel Garcia takes a swing – you expect it to be a home run. And that's a pretty incredible feeling just to see. I can't even imagine what it feels like to actually do it. Um, it looks like the, the baseball's coming in like a beach ball or a volleyball. So, uh, I mean, Ravel's a guy who's a switch hitter. He can hit for power from both sides. Of the nine home runs that he's hit during that stretch, two have come from the right side, seven have come from the left side. Um, and he's somebody who has played pretty good third base for the Cubs over the last couple of weeks. But he can also play first. He can also play the corner outfield positions. And he can also DH. So um, I think he's an impact bat, like we saw in 2019, coming up through the organization. He had over 30 home runs that season. And, you know, he's somebody who has 30 home run power. He does strike out a little bit. That strikeout rate's at 37%. But the on-base percentage is at 430, hitting over 300, um, drawing walks, hitting for extra base hits, obviously the home runs. And he's a dangerous bat for the Cubs that could help in the big leagues. And, Alex, we have a phone call here, and it's Joe in Urbandale. He has a question for you if you're willing to stay on the line for a little bit. Well, you know, it depends on the question. No, I'm kidding. All right, let's hear it. <laughs> hey, uh, morning, Alex. Morning, guys. Uh, actually, the Garcia transition was right into goes great with the question I was going to ask. You know, being in Des Moines, we've got a unique situation where we can watch our team's prospects come through and play. Maybe you can't get to St. Louis. I'm fortunate enough to where I can go 40 times a year to Cardinals games. Do you feel like you're maybe you're kind of bummed? I mean, maybe in a not in a competitive aspect, but in a town aspect with Nolan Gorman being called up because this kid can rake along with Garcia. That would have been a good matchup to see. 
Yeah, that would have been a lot of fun. I, I will say this. I mean, even if you know Nolan Gorman's up and Matthew Libertor, their top pitching prospect, is up um, with Memphis, any time that you can get a Cubs-Cardinals rivalry, whether it's down there, up here, it could be Justin playing third base and me pitching. It's still a contagious atmosphere. Um, anytime that you could bring back that rivalry, it's the best in baseball. And especially because we didn't play them in 2021, the last time we played against Memphis was in 2019. We get to go down there during uh, Memorial Day weekend. They come up here during Labor Day weekend or just after Labor Day weekend. Uh, it's just great to have the Cubs-Cardinals rivalry back. And, uh, of course, you'd love to see uh, Nolan Gorman strike out against Iowa Cubs pitching. You'd love to see Robel Garcia and Nolan Gorman have a have a home run derby, essentially, for a six-game series. But you know, time will tell. I mean, maybe Nolan struggles and – you know, he comes back to AAA, maybe Matthew Liberatore, their top pitching prospect. He makes one start and he comes back to AAA. You, you just take it day by day. You really never know what's going to happen from a transactional basis. All I do know is any time that you could get a Cubs-Cardinals rivalry at any level, big leagues, minor leagues, little league, um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Well, thank you, Alex, so much again for coming on the show and giving us all the Iowa Cubs, Chicago Cubs insight. And also, I wanted to personally thank you, too, for letting me come up to the broadcast booth on Thursday, get some demo broadcasts in, and helping me improve as a broadcaster. And I, I just really appreciate it. It was like a dream come true. Well, Justin, I, uh, I appreciate your passion for it. I mean, you're obviously a big sports fan, and you handled yourself like a pro the other day, and I'm looking forward to seeing you uh, back at the ballpark this summer. Let's have some fun. Yeah, thank you, Alex. You have a good one, and have a good call tonight. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. I mean, Alex. That was Alex Cohn, iCubs. You know, he's such a – he is the man. He's such a big draw. We talked about Urbandale Athletics mm-hmm. for 10 minutes. And you know what an Urbandale guy calls in about? To talk to Alex. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> thank <I'll>... you, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, Alex Cohen uh, – Voice of the Iowa Cubs, they host the Columbus Clippers tonight. At, carnival night. Yeah, carnival night. And yeah. you can throw have on the catch. baseball. Have, have a, a catch. catch. Get there a little early. Paul and I That's might great. have a catch we might. tonight. We might. You Who know, knows? We're, we're going to take this up to the big Cubs from here. Because from here on out, we're going to be talking about what's going on this weekend that we're looking yep. forward to. Okay, it's a lot of basketball and baseball. First up. What do you think about your Cubs today? As we hit the break, we're going to come back, give you all this, but we'll take you to break with one before before you hear commercials. Your Cubs today? Let me let me think about it. Diamondbacks, break. Diamondbacks plus 140. Get it now. Gross. No. Cubbies. Go Cubs, go. We're winning. We'll come back with more, though, on Saturday morning pregame on 106.3 KXNO. It's time to kickstart the weekend with Saturday morning pregame on 1460 AM and 106.3 FM. This is KXNO. <laughs> My microphone keeps falling on. Dude, this is a kickstarting song. This is, is a kickstart the weekend song. This is a crack at 11 a.m. beer Saturday song. Let's just keep it going for a second. I love it. Yeah, yeah, roll with it. This is a fun song to play on bass, too. You know, you, you, there's only so many that are fun bass songs. <laughs> as, a, as a very amateur musician that played the bass for my church band in high school. See, that's the most important lesson to learn, Paul. So once you learn that lesson, 
the whole world opens up for you. <laughs> <laughs> that there's nothing cool about being a bass player. <laughs> You know what's cool? Exactly. Betting on Know sports. your place. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what we got for the final segment. We got a lot of stuff coming up this weekend. You know, just like we were saying at the beginning of the show, Justin, mm-hmm. it's the summer. We always worry about sports topics in the summer. But we got so much good stuff coming up this weekend. We haven't hit the dog days yet. Thank nope. goodness. That happens after the NBA and NHL playoffs uh, finish up. You know, that's when we get the dog days. We got a lot of stuff today. And I... I have some great stuff. I, Sean, if you're listening, turn the radio off. This isn't going to be fun for you. Nah, he's at recitals right now, I bet. <laughs> he's got recital duty. First bet of the day. I'm calling this my lock of Saturday. Ooh. Lock. Lock of Saturday. Yankees over five and a half runs. It's just about even money. Okay. okay. To score six runs, they're facing as we call in the there's a there's a group chat of guys that are into sports gambling at WHO. Uh, Nathan Fisher, me, and two other news guys are in that. We do some early morning talk about that. We call them the choke socks because they are just the perennial underperformer this year of yeah. teams that you thought were going to be contenders. Yeah. So. I'm taking Yankees by one and a half, and my lock of the day is Yankees over five. Here's why. Dallas Keuchel's starting. Okay. And, yeah. he, and that's one of those guys where you're like, oh, that's a name I know of, a good pitcher. Not this year, man. Nope. Not this year. Listen to this. The last time against the Yankees, he had five shutout innings. Okay? But he gave up three walks, and he's not going to pitch that well again. This year, he has a 1.07 strikeout-to-walk ratio. He can't get through a lineup. And the Yanks' bats are hot. So I might same-game same parlay a few things here. Like, I might take his strikeouts under. But okay. I'm taking Yankees, 5.5 is what I think, as of right now, is the best bet for today. Yankees are just on a different level. We spent... I hate when they are. I hate when... Don't I hate you like Yankees. it just... Ugh. Well, how do you think it makes me feel when I'm seeing my Cubbies struggle against the Reds and the Pirates? Mm-hmm. And we have Rizzo every night I turn on ESPN hitting a 500-foot bomb to right field. The Pittsburgh Pirates, whose entire roster could write a check that doesn't cover Max Scherzer's salary for this year. Scherzer actually might be out for a while. I sent you guys that video. And he he looks, so he throws a pitch. I think this was Thursday night, I Mm want to say. Throws a pitch, and he just automatically looks at the bullpen, and he's like, get me out. I'm done. And yeah, yeah. I'm. It's just the Mets. I think the Mets are one of the clearly one of the best teams in the National League. We could have a New York, New York World Series, which would be the Subway Series. It would be fun as just a baseball fan in general. That would be a fun series just for the drama, the story. But uh, yeah, the Mets struggling with some pitching injuries. With would it really blog. be that fun for us though? We don't live in New York. Yeah, I mean, you lose some markets. It, it's interesting yeah. for the drama and the fans. That's why I mean, like, like, I want I want to be in the subway with people going to games. Like, I don't whatever on the field. Man, talk about some stadiums you wouldn't want to go oh, wearing yeah. an opposite uniform. Yankee Stadium. Woo. Yeah, that, that would, would be scary. Next next game up. Sorry, I'm going against your Cubs today. I you can get really good value on the Diamondbacks right now because nobody thinks they're going to sweep the Cubs. They're plus one forty. Uh, Mad bums on the mound, and I I just I really think 
that the Diamondbacks are going to win again. You get really good value. Uh, what does this say? This the Cubs are six and fourteen at home. The Diamondbacks are ten and ten on the road, including two games at Wrigley. They have outscored Chicago twenty-one to seventeen, and I think there's a lot of good value on the Diamondbacks today. I'm not saying that's one I love. One I love here. Another one we talk about in our group chat. Operation Fade the Reds twenty twenty-two. Every game, every day that I put together a baseball parlay, mm-hmm. I am taking money line whoever's playing the Reds. The Reds are hurting. There was one point they 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 had a good streak recently, but there was a point when they were on pace to have twenty four wins for the year when they were like three and twenty one. They yeah. hadn't. Won, there was a point where they had only won one game after a month. They'd only won one game since their opening series. The Reds are who you go against, and especially today. I mean, the the Jays only won by one. <laughs> Look at Tyler. Tyler has his mouth open. Just com- twenty four wins in a whole season. Yeah, yeah. They were. What, no, they fans were are wearing the plastic. They're pa- not allowed to paper bags. The Reds. The Reds organization will not let you in with a paper bag. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Well, oh, oh. baseball again. Baseball. Baseball. Again. You know. You know. It's time. You know. It's time that Americans learned again how to smuggle. Paper bags into stadiums. So <laughs> this, this is, even care this is a they good like thing. This is a good thing. But I'm looking going back to my cubbies. Yeah, six and fourteen at home. We have Justin Steele, who's one and four. He's pitching. I think he's pitching like a five ERA. Mm-hmm. Just in the bullpen for three seasons now. I've been saying Cubs bullpen is rough and. Friends will be like, no, nah, we'll get there. We're one of the better. And it's weird. At the end of the year, our bullpen is like in the top 10, top 15, which isn't terrible. But, man, you watch a game and you wouldn't think that. Did you and, see that uh, Anthony Rizzo has forgiven the Cubs? Is he coming back? No, he's forgiven oh, them for being just... such idiots. Yeah. Chris Bryant is playing for my Rockies. And, boy, is he making them a little bit above mediocre. Man. <laughs> well, yeah, that was all just money. Yeah. What was it like a seven? He'll get year... traded before the deadline to somebody. Yeah. You think so? They won't pay him. I don't know why they paid him. They always pay the wrong guys. You got to pay somebody in the MLB. You know? used, you Even know, the Twins. Todd Helton had to retire at some point, and they got to get rid of Tulo uh, Tulowitzki. And who was the other guy? Story. Yep. That they had Trevor to get rid story. of. Yeah. Good yeah. job. Good job, guys. Yeah. It's weird that they didn't pay him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know the other. The other team that I'm on an operation all year fading is whoever's playing the Nats. Ooh, that's not a bad one. Yeah. yeah, so the Nats and the Brewers play today. Brewers won yesterday. I had a good parlay yesterday. I'm going to give you guys a little parlay of some baseball today, of some some good favorites who I like. You can throw the Angels in there if you want. I really like what the Angels have done this year, uh, especially from an offensive perspective. They've been playing pretty well. But my parlay today, okay, we're putting the Brewers together, and that's going to start it. We're going with the Rays. They lost in 13 innings against the Orioles last night. That's not going to happen two days in a row. Okay. Yep. So Brewers, Rays, and then Cardinals at the Pirates, another team making less than Max Scherzer. Fade the Pirates all year. Again, <laughs> Pirates lost a series to the to the Reds, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's rough. Okay. But but they did get that one win where they didn't even have a single hit. Mm-hmm. So there's a plus. So if you put this together, tag us on Twitter, you know, Saturday Saturday morning pregame. So it's Brewers, Rays, Cardinals, and then we're gonna throw in uh, the Blue Jays against the Reds. Blue Jays, another young team that, mm-hmm. man, if they can just get a few more arms behind the mound, they they could easily compete for a World Series. The only Canadian baseball team. And then finish it up with yep. Yankees money line. 
You can do the one and a half if you want, but if you want to be safe, keep the Yankees money line. That parlay is is going to be. I don't have the odds in front of me because I'm just looking at games of here's what I like and why. But I, I'm going to make that later today. I'm going to throw ten bucks on that five or six. You, you know, honestly, if you really want to fade the Cubs or the Diamondbacks in there, and it skyrockets your value with that plus one forty. I love it. Don't <laughs> diss my Cubs. I'm sorry, man, but it that's hurts. that's some good baseball. I talk. can't even watch them be bad. You know what's going on tonight, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm wearing Celtics, bro. I'm wearing a lot of green today. You are. I'm wearing a lot of green. I got my Tatum shirt on, and we're going to get into it, okay? Because Tatum is a top five player in the NBA right now. He really is. And you you can say in the playoffs or in the entirety of the league. I'm going to say in the entirety of the league. He finished oh uh, either third or fourth for MVP voting, okay? Okay. So here's here's what here's the other four I'm going to give you. LeBron. Because dude, he had like his season, he was like twenty-seven, eight and eight. He had an incredible statistical year. It's not his fault that he's dragging the carcass of Russell Westbrook. And Anthony Davis can only play six games. Exactly. So I, it, based on my list, my opinion, LeBron's a top five player. I would agree. And then it's Giannis. Yep. Jokic. Okay. And Embiid. Okay, so there's four, and I put Tatum in there with them. No Steph Curry. As of right now. No, after the finals. No, Luca. No, come on. Luca just put up forty-two. Yeah, and choked. Have you seen? It's not his how, fault. He's dragging the Mavericks. Have you seen how much those subway commercials have aged Steph Curry's body? I mean, he's he's literally he looks like a fifty-year-old. He but he's still shooting six of it's ten. It's not from good the food. Point, is what I'm saying. It's not good food. But okay. based on a, his team success, what they've been able to do, Jason Tatum has had more success over the past three years. Jason Tatum has been in the NBA five years. He has made three conference finals. Three. In five years, who was the leader on those teams? Him. Okay? Let me give you some other guys' stats. Devin Booker. Oh, superstar. Facing elimination against the Dallas Mavericks. Devin Booker, in 37 minutes, took 14 shots. Zero of four from deep. He shot 21% and had 11 points. That's facing elimination. I got another one for you. James Harden. MVP. James Harden. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't agree Oh, I know, I know. Harden. James Harden was on a milk carton. We could not find him. In their, in their game, we could not find him against the Heat when they're facing elimination. He only took nine shots. He took nine shots facing elimination as supposed to be a superstar, supposed to be a leader of a championship-level team. 43 minutes, he scored 11 points in nine shots. Now let's, let's go to my man Jay, okay? Facing elimination against the Bucks, needing to win two in a row to get to the conference finals. Here's what Jason Tatum does. He puts up 46 on 32 shots. That's Kobe, baby. That's Kobe-esque. He shot... 45% from deep, nine rebounds, and four assists. That's a top five player. Hey, uh, Paul, real quick, um, uh, we have a listener calling in. Uh, you were taking the Brewers, Cards, Yankees, <laughs> Rays, Rays, and Blue Jays, correct? Yeah, we'll run through it, we'll th- we'll run through it one more time. Run, I know one we're more time for the time. listeners. Okay, so today's parlay, and I'll tweet it, okay? I'll tweet it in a little bit, and we'll, we'll get it on the page. With Yankees, Blue Jays. And you had I got to scroll. Yeah, Yankees, Blue you had Jays, the Diamondbacks. Di- the Diamondbacks are if you believe in them. They're plus one forty. They're an underdog. You can leave that off. But it's Yankees, Blue Jays, Rays, St. Louis, and the Brewers. Brewers. That's what I have. Yep. yep. Brewers too are a team that kind of started teams, off yep. slow, like through the first ten games of the season, mm-hmm. and then as everybody expected, because they were a team, they were starting off slow, and people were like, "Well, maybe you know, Cardinals will take that division." 
or something like that. Mm-hmm. But no, Justin, they, they became better. You were talking about what you thought is the and, and then best bet of the day: Yankees over five and a half. Yankees are going to score six that runs one. today. Yankees. That's the lock. And Yankees lock. They, they make you walk them or they make you pitch. And in Dallas the strike is going to do so bad it. against that today. He has a one point oh seven strikeout to walk ratio. Dallas Keuchel is going to get roasted by the Yankees today. <laughs> but what were you saying? Did you think was the best bet, Justin, for tonight's Celtics Heat game three? I'm going to do the under. I'm going to go against you. Okay. I just, I, defensive, I know the past two games yep. have not been low scoring, mm-hmm. but in Boston, game three, I, I, I just have a gut feeling. I'm going to take the under. But you should look up what the Celtics scored in Boston against the Bucks if you think that that's a factor. So in these first two games, the total of the two teams has been in the 120s. Or 220s. It's been the 220s. And this line opened at 208.5, and it has gone down and gone down, and now it's 207.5. And And I am definitely going to take the over. What? I mean, you think it's both going to, like, somebody gets blown out and stuck in the 90s. Boston crushed Miami in game two, and Miami finished with 102 points. True. I'm taking the over tonight. I don't know if I, you know, it's the playoffs. It is at home. The Celtics opened at seven. They're down to six and a half most places. I, I'm not going to touch that. I might do what I did on game two that I loved, and I think this might be the bet I keep doing is Celt- in Celtic games, is the halftime spread. I like that. I like that because at halftime That's kind of like the, the, the first inning Halftime score. spreads you get plus .5, so you get to win on a tie. Justin, thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you guys both. Thanks to Sean for letting me run the show for for a day. It was fun. Thank you, Paul from Iowa, Tyler producing, playing all the jams. Uh, thank you to Alex Cohen for calling in. Have a great call tonight, Alex, and go iCubs. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys. I will be gone next Saturday, Brothers Bachelor Party, but see you guys next week. Peace.